I'm DJ Psyched, and you're listening to the Get Psyched Podcast. Let's get psyched about reading. This is the Get Psyched Podcast. I'm DJ Psyched, and today we're getting psyched about reading again, except now we're taking a little break from the Harry Potter series. I really haven't read another book in quite a while, so this was kind of nice. I had a friend recommend this book to me, so I decided to check it out, and I really enjoyed it and wanted to review it. I felt like in a lot of ways I could relate to the main characters, and so I really enjoyed that. The book is Looking for Alaska by John Green. I've only read one other John Green book before, Paper Towns, and it was it was a really good read, so I was really excited for this one, and I did see a lot of similarities between the two books. This is a young adult fiction novel as well. This book is only 221 pages, so it's, it's a pretty quick read. And uh, a short summary of this story, so our main character is this boy named Miles. He's about high school aged. He doesn't really have many friends when we start the story at his school back home, so he decides to go to this boarding school that his father went to, and he's hoping to find what he calls the great perhaps. He's looking for new friends, new adventures. He makes it very obvious, like, when he's going in there that he's, like, living this thing in his head like it's all adventurous and cool and he hopes to find that and he does end up finding it through his roommate chip and this girl he meets alaska Uh, but they're all very different from him he's he's kind of a more reserved guy he didn't smoke or drink or anything before he went he just read biographies all the time he's obsessed with people's last words so he's this little nerdy boy who doesn't do these cool things but he ends up hanging out with these cool kids who are from quote unquote the wrong crowd and uh he ends up changing because of it I will definitely be giving away things from this book. So if you haven't read it, I recommend you don't finish listening to this until you have because there is a a nice big twist at the end that I didn't expect coming, but it's a huge point to the novel, so I kind of can't avoid it. I want to get into it now. Some social relevancies. What was was the point in this book? Uh, What did I get out of it? Well, one of the points made in this book, and, and it all comes from the fact that he's at this boarding school now, right? And... Like I said, he meets these friends who are very different from him, so he's learning new things through them. He feels uh, love for the first time. I mean, I assume it's the first time. I don't know if he ever liked anyone in his old schools, but he's he's fallen in love with this Alaska girl who's fun and adventurous and likes to smoke and drink and be wild and spontaneous, and he's learning a lot, especially in his religion class. And that's where the first point that I wanted to come in, uh, come with comes in. So his religion teacher one day, like, he's sitting in class and he looks out the window and then his teacher kicks him out of class. <laughs> he's telling him, like, hey, if you would have been paying attention, you would have heard this lesson I was talking about on being present in, in the moment instead of living, you know, in other places when you're somewhere, just live in the moment. And I liked that point a lot because I do, I, I mean more i'm sure everyone feels this way sometimes but i definitely think that i'm so guilty of not living in the moment that's partially because of adhd but that's also partially because i mean it's just fun to daydream and imagine and think about something else even when you are doing something i have a hard time being in the task that i'm currently in like if i'm sitting here doing work i might be thinking about the bike ride i'm about to take and if i'm on my bike ride i'm gonna stop and think about feeding on hell and when i'm feeding on hell i'm gonna think about my family call soon and it's just one of those things that like it it was a small point but it was a really good point like be present in the moment and i liked how on top of the main themes of this novel john green threw in a lot of little points like that so another one comes from alaska as well 
he has this crazy wild adventure with her because he decides to stay over like thanksgiving break with her and they do all kinds of crazy things they're drinking and they're like watching porn together like they're just having this crazy adventure together breaking into people's rooms and all all this crazy stuff um but then she kind of you know gets moody as she does a good amount of times in this book and she tells him like you're in love with the person who will drink with you and, and sit under the stars with you and watch porn with you you're not in love with me when i'm this way and he stops and says well there's some truth to that and he says that to himself obviously but it was just a really good point because like, yeah, to love someone is to truly love every part of them, not to just be searching for excitement all the time and searching for someone who can satisfy your boring life. It's it's about loving someone for who they are all the time. And too many people, I think, have like a fantasy in their head. And I'm not calling anyone out on this. <laughs> it's just It's just like an observation. A lot of people, they want something exciting out of other people and out of other things. And you kind of have to accept the mundane in other people in other situations because there are people in situations in general because like that's just what life is life isn't about just chasing some fantasy i don't know i thought it was a good point because i think a lot of the points in this book are about how this guy is he's just chasing a fantasy and excitement instead of really enjoying the actual life he has in front of him completely in tune with that <laughs> one of the next points that came up in the book was how you can't always, like, Alaska says this as well, very interestingly, somewhat wise character sometimes, but Alaska says you're always imagining the future and how the next thing will be, and it's a kind of nostalgia, that's what she says, like, so many people will sit there and talk about the future and what they're gonna do next, and they're just trying to be nostalgic about the future because they're trying to escape the present, and she's like, I'm not gonna do that, I'm not gonna be one of these people who's always talking about the future, I'm just gonna do the things I wanna do now because... There's no point in living in the future if you're not living in the now. If you're always living in the future, you're kind of never living, you know? And I just thought that was a good point because as I was reading that, I was thinking about how I do that so much too. It's It was very nice to stop and reflect and like relate to the things these characters were saying because like I'm about to graduate and yes, I am very excited for graduation. I'm very excited to do my work, but I too often say when I graduate, I'm going to blank. I can't wait to do blank, but starting to realize a lot of that stuff I could definitely do now. And instead of just being excited for the future and sitting and doing nothing today, I could just do those things now. So I thought that was a really nice little point there. And kind of have to get into the spoiler to start getting into more of this book. But tragically enough, Alaska ends up dying in this book. One day, Chip and our main character, Miles, are with Alaska two of them are drinking chip in alaska miles isn't drinking but they're talking they're having a good time and then alaska asks him to play truth or dare and she dares him to kiss her and they kiss for a bit and then they all fall asleep and then alaska wakes them up crying about how she needs to go she's so stupid she forgot but she never explains herself she's being mysterious and they let her go and why do they let her go i'm not 100 percent sure on that as i read it I kind of got the feeling that the colonel was just like so used to her that she, he figured she could hold her own even though she was drunk and he knew that she shouldn't be doing that he was just like hey as long as i ask her if she's being safe i guess that's covering my bases like we've done this too many times before she'll be fine and then i guess miles was just kind of too afraid to say no to her that's that's how i thought of it at least anyhow they help her leave campus because uh, you're not really allowed to and she goes and she gets into a car accident and dies. And that's where a lot of the point of this story comes in because 
life and death is basically the big theme behind this story. So, you know, it's Miles exploring the meaning of life and death. He's got his religion class that he's very into where you get more information and, and details on these topics. And then there's Alaska's quote. Alaska's quote that she shared with him earlier in the story was, how will I ever get out of this labyrinth? And they're trying to decide what that quote means and, and what it means to them. And for a while, they think it's about life or death, right? Like, is it about like how to live life or is it how to get out of the labyrinth of death? But they end up deciding that it's about suffering. Yeah, he, he learns about suffering. And he also learns through Alaska's death how not guaranteed life is. And how painful it is to deal with death. Um, especially when it's laced with guilt. And, and that's a, a theme that happens a lot in this story, actually. Because Alaska went through something really similar to what Miles is now going through when she was younger. Because Alaska tells them this story uh, when they're drinking one night about how she was with her mom one day when she was really little and her mom had like, I don't know, some kind of episode that basically she fell to the floor, she was convulsing and her mom like went still and she was so scared that she just stood next to her mom for like an hour until her dad got home. And then when her dad got home, the mom was too far gone to be saved. And he's like telling her like, well, why didn't you call 911? Because she could have saved her mother potentially. So Alaska's lived with that guilt her whole life. And it's similar to how Miles feels because Miles let Alaska go. Miles let Alaska leave that night and that's what killed her is that she left while she was drunk and she ended up hitting this car in the middle of the road. And so they're both stuck with that feeling of guilt after someone they loved died. That's something that they touch on in the story too because Alaska never resolved these feelings. She never learned to forgive herself and it burdened her for the rest of her life. And that's Miles comes to this conclusion that that's probably why she ended up, like, snitching on her old roommate and got them kicked out of school because when faced with a situation like that again, she was so scared of not acting that she just acted immediately. That's what Miles thinks, at least. So on the other hand, our main character, he does end up learning about forgiveness and he ends up getting closer to his friends because of all of this. Although it's extremely unfortunate and it takes a very long time for him as a character, he does not end up letting his initial reaction come in and he doesn't shut people out forever. He did shut out his friends for a little while. He did Lara very dirty because they were dating for like a day before he shuts her out for a really long time. But he learns through time that to just be honest with his friends and being like apologetic for his actions and being sincere, it worked way better for him. Uh, they, they were all able to forgive each other once they understood each other. And I thought that, I thought that was a good lesson. There's a whole lot more to be said about it. Like, this story is about death, like I said. And they're trying to understand the meaning behind death. There is one part in the book where the teacher says, or everything that comes together falls apart. I thought it was a nice quote, but honestly, the best way I can describe this book <laughs> is that overall, I enjoyed it. I read it. I found it was really relatable. The characters were very relatable. I very much relate to the idea of the great perhaps and the way that Miles thought when he went off to school. And I very much relate to his odd experiences with people doing things that he wasn't used to because he was such a goody two-shoes. Uh, I think he was a very relatable character. And even Alaska herself had her, her moments where she felt very relatable. But this this book left me feeling a bit hollow at the end. A bit unconcluded and not in a bad way. I don't mean this as an insult to the book. I did enjoy the book. It's just 
I think that the ending had me sitting there like, well, well, what now? Like, what, what, do, <laughs> what do I do now? But I think that makes total sense given the nature of its theme in life and death. I mean, it's really hard to truly grasp these concepts and there's no real answers to these questions. I mean, it's not like John Green found the answer to life and death and then wrote a book about it. He's just writing based off of his thoughts and maybe anything he's experienced in life that's making him feel this way. It's not like he has the key to life and, and death. And if so I guess if you're going to write a book about life and death and exploring it, it's never really going to feel concluded. <laughs> that's basically what I'm getting at here. So yeah, I think it's a great book, but at the end of it, I mean, don't don't expect to have the answers to life and death cuz I mean, <laughs> John Green can't provide those answers any more than any of us can. So anyhow, <laughs> I do like to end these with a discussion question. I have two questions for today, just because I thought they were both pretty interesting. One is, what do you think the great perhaps means? So, like I said, I very much relate to our character and his thoughts of the great perhaps and when he's trying to leave and find it. From the way that it was used in the story and the way that I interpreted it, is that the great perhaps is like, it's like a fantasy world. The great perhaps is finding more having an adventurous life where you're always doing, you're always having fun, and you're just, you're, your whole life feels like a movie. There's <laughs> there's something really fantastic about everything you do, and, and everything you do is just exciting, and every day has a new adventure, and you could tell your life like a book at the end of it because you lived this great tale. That's at least how I felt. I think the great perhaps is just, you know, exactly what it sounds like, like a great life, a very adventure-filled life, there's stuff going on every day. You're not just sitting in your room alone reading <laughs> like I do. <laughs> but I, I totally relate to, and like I said, I relate to our character and how he felt going away to boarding school because this is exactly how I felt going off to college. I always dreamed of the great adventures I would go on once I was in university, the great people I would meet, the parties I'd attend, and the crazy uh, things that would happen. And sure, I mean, I did have a pretty great college experience and there was a lot of highs and lows, and I do have amazing stories to tell all the time. But the thing about The Great Perhaps is that, yes, you have stories to tell after certain events. After a time in college and boarding school, I imagine anyone would have stories to tell. But the thing is, there are still going to be mundane days, <laughs> boring times, hardships. Just like Alaska says, you know, you can't just be in love with the adventure and the cool side of things. You have to accept, you know, that there's we're all going to go through hard times. And there's going to be less fun times. And you have to love both parts of life. That's at least what I took from it. I don't know. <laughs> now, the second question is, teenagers think they are invincible. Do you agree? Why or why not? And I have to say, yeah, totally. I'm sure teenagers think they're invincible because even adults think that sometimes. I think way too many people think that they are invincible. It's kind of like this practice in stoicism, right? I don't remember the exact word for it, but basically it's to think of death, to think of death every day. It's supposed to be like a meditation thing. Like when you wake up in the morning, you should remind yourself that this could be the last day you have. And it sounds morbid, but the point behind it is, is reminding yourself that you're not invincible and that if you want to do something, you should do it today. And if you care about something, you should care about it today. And if you love someone, you should tell them you love them today. You know, it's like one of those things where we're not invincible and we have to accept that because we'll live our best lives when we realize that. When you realize that you might not have tomorrow to do that thing you're excited about, then do it today. You might not have tomorrow to hang out with that person you want to hang out with, so why not hang out with them today? 
maybe you're mad at someone and you want to say sorry. You don't say sorry to them tomorrow. You don't know if you have tomorrow. We're not invincible. We, we try to avoid that fact. That's a horrifying thing to remember. It's not easy to come to terms with the thought that like, we're not invincible. We're not guaranteed forever. But that's, that's a part of life. <laughs> so there's my stoicism rant of the day. But yeah, what, what do you think about these? Do you, what do you think the great perhaps is? And do you think that people often think they're too invincible? It was an interesting read. I'm all here for it. I like John Green's stories. I'll read more of them in the future. But uh, until next time, thank you for listening. If you've made it this far, please do check out the link in the description to join these discussions. Let's get psyched about reading.